It's Friday, February 9th, 2024, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, Editor-in-Chief of Talk Film Society, here with me for the awards season series of 2023, <sighs> is my co-host, Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, Marcelo. Yes. This this feels extra special, this episode. Do you know why? Why is it special, Siobhan? The last two times we did this, we've had some jokers on here. Yeah. Well, not f- the people's joker or award winner Joaquin Phoenix. No, 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 no. Other jokers. No, we've had some we've had some some jokesters. How about that? Good. Um some wannabe jokers. And I I just like and look, they were great. Our 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 previous guest, Joey Hamilton, great. Great. Uh your apparently best friend, uh the real Matt C, great, great episode. Matt Curio. And like I just it feels good to finally just like you and me back together, just no bullshit, nobody around you and me, you know, and we're here to discuss screenplays, which is like one of the topics. It is one of the topics, uh, yeah. uh, you know, when talking about movies. So you have the elements of movies. And by the way, I share that sentiment, right. Siobhan. This is special. Yeah. We're back. Just you and I hosting this show. No guests this episode. So we're, <laughs> we're cutting through the bullshit. Okay. We're getting Let's get it. Let's, to the deep. Let's get into the elements of movies, okay? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, let's let's go back to that. The elements of movies. Yeah, okay. So, uh, okay, the screenplay. It's like uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's what, like water. It's your basis. Oh, you need oh, it there to okay. yes to be. It's water. That's the basis of things. Okay. Ninety uh, percent okay. of 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 Earth is covered in water. Okay. Okay. Which one's Earth? Uh, Earth is actors. So actors are the earth, the soil. Yeah. The soil, the, 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 the ground in which you build upon. Um, so that's water. Uh, That's earth. Wind. What's wind? Uh, wind. It's, it's like, uh, the, the, the camera is like, it it can do some, it can flow and it can be here or there or whatever. And it can, it can fly all around. That's cinematography. Yes. Yes. The wind is the camera. Uh, uh, so just, the director is fire. He's fire, screaming. Yes. He's the director is get, fire. Get, yes. Go over there. Say these lines. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think we did it. And of course, heart. Uh, <laughs> that is um, what is heart? Um, maybe makeup, hair, and makeup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Th- those are the elements. Uh, a screenplay. Maybe the most important thing, because without a screenplay, what do you have? You have nothing. Uh, that's you just a topic. got some actors up there, and they're just kind of like going to be like what, like twiddling their thumbs on the camera? Like, come on, what is this mumblecore? Come on, you got to have a script. Yeah, what is this showing up? Yeah, hey, shut up, show up. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's who we are. All right, we're two idiots talking about the Oscars. I, I, I don't think I put it that plainly, but that's who we are. Um, the joke is we're, prono- we're prognosticators. That's the joke, okay? Yeah, we're not uh, idiots. We're prognosticators. We're pro- yeah, sorry. We're prognosticators. We are going to tell you, the listeners, who's going to win at the Oscars this year. Uh, put in your bets. Uh, put up the mortgage uh, of your house. Uh, take that college fund. 
put it into the Oscar pools, get twice, at least twice the money back. Uh, thanks to our uh, helpful <laughs> hints. Um, best screenplays. That's the topic. Like Siobhan said, Original adapted and adapted. There's both. two of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's just one movie this week because I refuse to watch two movies for one episode. Um, yeah. uh, it is The Apartment. That's the movie of the week. The Apartment. The Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder starring... Uh, Early Nower. Uh, Sean, I want you to say that again. I want a clean take of that, okay? Billy Wilder. Yeah, it's Billy Wilder. I, I, I hardly know her. Okay, perfect. Starring Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, Fred McMurray. What a cast. What a movie. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but now, uh, I, 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 this is still the Who Are We segment. Just for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Talk From Society and jumping in, they're like, oh, somebody did a podcast on The Apartment. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the apartment. I I hope they talk about Billy Wilder, and I hope they make a joke oh. about his name, like Billy Wilder. Hardly knew her. No, 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 listener. You're gonna have to wait like an hour until we talk about the apartment because we're gonna we're we're, we're, yeah. we're gonna dick around for a while here. So, Siobhan, the Oscars. How are you feeling? Uh, we're recording this in advance. This is coming out uh, February 9th. Uh, currently we're recording the last week of January. Siobhan, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Oscars this year? Uh, the Oscars, they're heating up. Uh, we just got the nominations and, you know, I haven't really heard anything about them for two weeks since those <laughs> nominations happened, but you know, that just means that there's a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes, you know? Exactly. It's not and like some sort of dull period where we're just twiddling our thumbs and waiting no. for the Oscars to happen. No, no. Of course no, no, not. No. Were there any other like award shows or anything? The the BAFTAs. We'll talk about the BAFTAs later. The BAFTAs uh, happened? N- well, sorry. The, the the nominations were sent out. Nominees. Yeah. Uh, the All SAG. on the Western Front. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, it's early in the show, so uh, I have no news. That's usually our next segment, so let's skip the news and do this. Hold on. Uh, I've got a little bit of news. Oh, you, you have some news. Okay, okay. Before before we get to the news, uh, we're still in this segment. We're talking about the Oscars this year. Let's do a speed round, okay? Don't think. Just say something, okay? okay? okay. When I ask you, okay? My eyes are closed. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. And folks listening, write all this down. This will be this will be useful. It's the speed round. Who's going to win the Oscar this year for these categories? Siobhan, who's going to win the Oscar for best cinematography? I, I say something. Need the nominees. No, say something. <laughs> say it. No. Uh, 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 Oppenheimer. All right. Who's going to win best sound? <laughs> <laughs> say something. Oppenheimer. All right. Who's going to win best original score? Uh, John Williams. <laughs> okay. Who's going to win uh, uh, Best Animated Feature? Boy in the Heron. Who's going to win Best Original Screenplay? Uh, best Original Screenplay, May, December. <laughs> Who's going to win Best Adapted Screenplay? Uh, um, uh, Oppenheimer. Who's going to win Best Supporting Actor? Best Supporting Actor, Ryan Gosling. Who's going to win Best Supporting Actress? Um, America Ferreira. Who's going to win Best Actress? 
Um, Margot Robbie. <laughs> Who's going best actor? Uh, Killian Murphy. Who's going best director? Uh, Greta Gerwig. Who's going best picture? Uh, Zone of Interest. All right, there we go. Uh, lock those in, folks. Uh, that was the speed round. Um, so yeah, that look back. Okay, once the Oscars happen, folks, <laughs> this thing. Look back, see how right all of these were. Okay, on to the next segment. Uh, uh, the news. Uh, Siobhan has a piece of news that she yeah. wants to share. Uh, I was at the grocery store today. Yeah, and uh, they had like clearance on uh, toxic waste uh, sour candies. Yeah. I've got a blue raspberry one here for me. Oh, nice. And I'm going I'm to try it out on camera. Cool. By the way, we're not on camera. Oh, no, no. <laughs> what? What? It's sour. What type of sour candy is it again? Toxic waste of blue raspberry. Oh, I think I've had that before. Yeah, th- those are especially sour. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are. Okay, the sour's gone. Uh, as for me... Uh, I am drink- I stunt more than news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, uh, this is not uh, uh, Southland Ales, but I am drinking for the first time in a while. I'm drinking while recording. Uh, wow, awesome! There was a tiny bit of gin left. Uh, Glad to have you back. Yeah, I, I, I made a gin drink. I made some gin uh, with juice? some lo- with gin with some lemon and lime juice, which I told there was juice. Yes, and you're afraid that the the juice is uh, moldy or something, right? Yeah, so it's 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 uh, from concentrate. This lemon and lime juice. It's those like it's not like a sweet juice. It's not like a uh, uh, um, Minute Maid. It's 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 from concentrate. It's like natural lime juice, but I'm sure it's expired. So I'm worried I might get sick from this. So sick from lemons. This is going great so far, by the way. Uh, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. So. Okay. The apartment. Well, what's next? <laughs> All right. So that's so, who. So what is next? That's the news. All right. So that's the news. Wait, didn't you say the BAFTA happened? That's not news. No, the BAFTAs didn't happen. The BAFTA nominations happened. Yeah. Is that not news? Do we not talk about the BAFTA? Should we talk about the BAFTAs right now? Well, I mean, we don't have to. We, we can keep this short. Uh, here. I'll. You know what? Just to just, just go to the top categories. Give us the actors and to, the director and the just to appease. Picture. Just to appease your ass. I'll, I'll I'll pull up the just to pee in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, BAFTA awards were are going to be held on the nineteenth February, so ten days from the this episode release. Wow. Oh no, sorry, the eighteenth of February. I was uh, I was uh, on last year's page. That's okay. It's okay. You got it. It's all right. Uh, so roll through it. Nine days from now. Uh, let's go through some of the big categories. Best film. Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Um, those are the f- the five films for best film. Best director. Now, the thing I noticed this year, I don't think they've done this before. Or, okay. if, they, or if they have, I just missed it. Uh, but they have six uh, nominees. Uh, six directors for for five films? No, no, six nominees for best director. It's yeah, six, six directors, but they only had five films. Oh yes, oh yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes, the best film category had five, and that's the best, wild. Yeah, and best director had six. So here are the six best directors for the Baftas: 
Bradley Cooper Maestro, Jonathan Glazer, Zone of Interest, Andrew Hay, All of Us Strangers, Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer, Alexander Payne, The Holdovers, Justine Triette, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, I have been I've been uh, listening to to uh, watching the video for uh, okay. So Jonathan Glazer used to direct music videos, right? Yes, Jonathan Glazer used to direct music videos. He he directed the video for yeah uh, the, the Jamiroquai's Virtual Insanity, and I've been uh, listening and watching that video over and over and over. It's one of the best music videos I've ever seen. I'm it's hey. Really, Really inventive, really fun, really uh, like how do they do that kind of thing. It's it's really great. I'm glad you I'm, okay. This is podcast magic. Okay, I'm glad you forced me to go and read these BAFTA nominees. Otherwise, this would not have happened. Siobhan, literally, I think last night, maybe the night before, I I was up. Uh, I I saw tweets, maybe the same tweet you saw, of like yes, Jonathan Glazer directed this Jamar Kwai video. I've never seen the music video in full. I've seen clips of it. I went to YouTube. I watched the entire video. I was astounded. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. And I thought, yeah. how did they do this? Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, folks, look up Jamiroquai. What's the name of the song? Um, uh, Virtual Insanity. Yeah, Virtual Insanity. Music video. I mean, people who... Knew, uh, what's insane is uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was watching... Uh, cool as ice in a theater uh which is basically a 90 minute music video right shot exquisitely by uh, uh janos kaminsky the cinematographer who would go on to to shoot uh, all of steven spielberg's films after schindler's list oh he would shoot schindler's list and then uh he'd be the cinematographer from then on but he shot this vanilla ice movie right i bring all this up to say after the screening uh i heard two young people you know, early 20s, maybe late uh, teens, whatever. 19-year-old, 20-year-old, they were young. One of them said, what is a music video? What is a music video? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Because uh, somebody was explaining, you know, oh, that was shot like a music video. And somebody was like, what is a music video? They're so, on YouTube. They're not. They still get made. They're still popular. I, I, that, that guy's just out of the loop. Or, or maybe it was a joke, but I, I took it as serious. It sounded like a serious conversation. Somebody sincerely asked, what is a music video? So if you don't know what a music video is, look up. <laughs> look up look. Jamiroquai's Virtual Insanity. <laughs> yeah. So this music video uh, is, a, is astonishing. Uh, uh, do you know how it's shot, Siobhan? Because I know. It's it's interesting. I, yeah. I do, too. Where, yeah. where, where like So it, it looks like um, Jamiroquai is kind of like he's doing these dance moves and singing a song in this white padded room with some uh, furniture on the walls, um, like chairs lean against the walls and stuff. And, uh, the way the, the way the camera's set up, it, it looks like he is moving or it, it looks like he is standing still, but somehow moving across the room and the chair will like move, even though, the room is completely standing still. Like it is really a phenomenal effect. Um, and they did it by basically making the, the room that he's in the set. Yeah. The walls, um, yeah. the walls, like that part is what can move. And they just had people on the outside, like moving the walls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And, uh, after I saw the music video, uh, on YouTube, there's a link to Jamiroquai's official, 
uh, YouTube page, and on that page was a making of like featurette. I yep, I watched yeah. that same thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's at the, I, and that's where I learned that yeah, they they figured out making because initially they wanted to make like a like the floor a treadmill, and they're like, oh, that's too cost prohibitive, and I think Laser was like, oh yeah, let's just put wheels on the walls. Uh, which is fantastic, and now he's nominated uh, for best director for a Holocaust drama. Yeah, which you know, uh, Jonathan Glazer. Have you seen any of his other films? He's only made like three other ones. He, he did way. Under the Skin, right? Under the Skin, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. What, what's his other movie? Sexy Beast. No, okay, I've only seen Under the Skin, and he also did Birth. I've only seen Under the Skin. Yeah, I've seen Birth. I've seen Under the Skin. I have not seen Sexy Beast. I keep hearing that's amazing. Um, but I just rewatched. Did Did I talk about this on the show? I, uh, uh, in in a in a Hey, what you watching segment? Or sorry, what is it that you've been watching? Um, I saw Under the Skin in a theater a few weeks ago, and man, that movie's incredible. It's mm. it's it's amazing. Uh, it's still ten years later. Um, and it's no surprise that he's still amazing as a director. And uh, I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure you heard the episode where me and Matt talked about Zone of Interest, right? Um, yes, and- I heard you and Matt talking. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I uh, Matt was very hesitant, or just very adamant, actually. Uh, he he said he'll never see the Zone of Interest. But Siobhan, I hope you see the zone of interest. It's I, I, I am not as adamant about that. I, I want to see the zone of interest. I'm yeah. okay with feeling sad for a little bit. Yeah. Um and it's it's not what Matt said it was, which is insane to think. Sorry, Matt. No, you're probably not listening to this anyway. But Matt was like, Oh, I don't want to see a movie about, you know, uh, Nazis, uh, oh woe is me sort of thing. He's like, No, that's not what it is at all. It's why why would it be that? <laughs> Uh, and also, why why would a movie be as celebrated as that when that <laughs> that's the theme? No, hey, the Nazis had a hard life too. <laughs> uh, We're just following orders. <laughs> We're just following. That's what it is for ninety minutes. We're just following orders. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna make sure because I just said it's nominated for best director at the Oscars. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Glazer, best director, person of interest. Um, yeah, so the director of that Jamiroquai video getting nominated for an Oscar, hell yeah. So going back to the BAFTAs, I don't think we need to go through all of them now. I think we've yeah, I, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. We we we, we talked about picture. I love it. Jamiroquai. We talked about Jonathan Glazer. Um, that's good enough. So that's the news. <laughs> all right, happy about that. Next segment. What is it that we have been watching? Oh yes. Oh yes. 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 Oh, yes. 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 Okay, let you know, Siobhan, can I start? Can I start this? Can I, yeah, can go, I go ahead. first? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like I usually start. It's your turn. Yeah. Uh, so last week I talked about some Sundance movies. Marcelo's um, Time to Shine, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it's the Sundance wrap up segment. Uh, we're only doing two of these because uh, last week I got the link uh, from uh, somewhere. You don't need to worry about that. Anybody listening, Sundance people, it's okay. <laughs> I work in film. Uh, so I'm allowed to talk about films I've seen, uh, and and you want me to talk, uh, 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 you know, about these movies because these movies are good. So I see nothing wrong 
with watching movies and talking about them on a show. Nothing at all. Nothing wrong with talking about movies. Not at all. So I saw two movies before uh, the viewing window expired for Sundance 2024. Uh, which, which, by the way, did uh, yeah, we talked about this um, last episode. Steven Soderbergh's movie uh, uh, presence premiered there, which I'm excited about. Um, and uh, speaking of Oscars, like not too many Oscar contenders or possible contenders came out of Sundance this year, from what I've read. Um, mm. Maybe the one that might stick around and might be nominated next year is one I talked about last week was um, a real pain. Uh, with uh, Kieran Culkin maybe getting nominated for that uh, in a year's time. Other than that, like, well, this one I saw uh, might get some uh, um, acclaim. It's called Exhibiting Forgiveness, um, starring uh, Andre Holland, uh, directed by Titus uh, Koffer. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, It's very emotionally impactful movie. The logline is a black artist on the path to success is derailed by an unexpected visit from his estranged father, a recovering addict desperate to reconcile. Um, On the face of it, it may be like a story we've seen before, uh, maybe a little bit too too melodramatic, but I think what excels here are the uh, performances and the fact that the the director, uh, Titus Koffer, uh, is an artist, is a painter, and the main character in the film is uh, 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 played by Andre Holland. He's also an artist, a creator, a painter, and it feels like a very personal story. And I think the way the film melds, like the 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 uh, the the artist aspect of it, the creating of art, with the trauma of having this relationship with like a father. Who, uh, who you know is uh, who was abusive to uh, uh, the main character, and now comes back for forgiveness after you know not seeing uh, each other for like fifteen years. That struggle to forgive, um, I think it's it's played very well here. Um, there are a lot of unique things about this movie that I think you know stand that make it stand out. So that's exhibiting forgiveness. Um, again, I'll say Andre Holland. I love, I love everything he's in. I, I, I realized watching this, he's, like, he's one of my favorite actors. Like, I can see him in anything. Um, speaking of Soderbergh, he was in one of my favorite Soderberghs of the last 10 years, High Flying Bird. Um, I recommend that to anybody, by the way, uh, if you haven't seen High Flying Bird. You're missing out. Uh, and then the last film from Sundance I saw was called Tendaberry. Uh, super independent, um, very low budget. Uh, but so exquisite, so captivating. Uh, again, small movie, but it, it it's it's a beautiful small movie. The logline is, as her boyfriend returns to Ukraine to care for his ailing father, 23-year-old Dakota faces the, ch- the challenges of a precarious new reality, navigating the, complex- the complexities of survival in New York City on her own. Um, fantastic. Lead performance by Selrayer Adams. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and great directorial work uh, by Haley Elizabeth Anderson. Um, I don't know. It's uh, again, this is super small. I don't know if it'll get like major play. Um, but forget about the awards. Like forget about 
like uh, uh, any potential for Oscars. Like this movie, I think eventually when it comes out, um, I hope more people see it because it is one of those like small movies. I uh, that that uh, one is like a great work on its own, but it shows potential for uh, the 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 actors in it, the lead actress, and also the director. I hope they make more things and more things come from this uh, in terms of their careers. So that's Tenderberry. Uh, and exhibiting forgiveness. So those are two Sundance movies I saw that wrapped up my Sundance viewing. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, good Sundance, good Sundance. Yeah, yeah, did it. yeah. I'm I'm happy I got to see. I saw six uh, movies in total over three days. Um, uh, I know you didn't get to see the TV glow, but, did, but I did not see did the see TV glow. Good. I I I I said that last week. Uh, that that wasn't in the viewing room. I could not see that. I, I'm disappointed. That I missed it. Same with Steven Soderbergh's presence. There were other movies that played at Sundance that I wanted to see too that weren't in the viewing room. But yeah, I'm I'm happy I did this. You know, it 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 rekindled my love of 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 doing film festivals. I haven't been to a film festival in in about a year now. Over a year, actually. So, just doing this at home, watching these small movies that very very few people have seen, and uh, uh, some movies that have yet to find a, a distributor. I think last week I, t- I talked about Thelma, uh, starring June Squibb, and as of this recording, it's not been picked up. Like it's, hmm. it, I don't know when it's going to come out if it's ever going to come out. Sounded like a slam dunk. That's interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's that. That's that's the festival run for you because sometimes you see these small movies and they just disappear, um, and sometimes sure. you see these small movies and they become like gargantuan hits, and a lot of people watch them eventually. But it's festivals. Uh, I it's weird. I I love them, but you never know what's going to happen with these small movies. Anyway. I enjoyed Sundance, and that's all I want to say. Uh, that is what I've been watching this week, Siobhan. Glad to hear it. I hope so. I am. What is it that you've been watching? Oh, thank you for asking, Marcelo. <laughs> Were you waiting uh, for that? So <laughs> I was. Uh, so, uh, Marcelo, I watched my first BC. What could that mean, you ask? Brandon Cronenberg? Well, I, yep. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched my first Brandon Cronenberg. I watched Infinity Pool. By the way, that was a um, wild guess, but I just realized I did see that you saw that. I saw that on Letterboxd that you saw Infinity Pool. Yeah, I'm going back a little bit here. I didn't want to like cover too many movies last week with our guest. Um, Infinity Pool, not for me. <laughs> it's oh. okay. I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's themes kind of bored me quickly uh, and never really evolved much. I get it. Like, you know, poor people, uh, getting taken advantage of by the rich. I understand, but, uh, it didn't, uh, do it for me. You don't care about the poor. I, I, I hear you. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, speaking of not caring about the poor, I watched, uh, I watched Karen Kusama's, uh, destroyer. Ooh. Uh, that movie is cool. Yeah, speaking of festivals, that's when I saw it Fantastic Fest years ago, and I fell in love with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very cool movie. Compelling performance by Nicole Kidman. Um, I think the the way the story unfolds um, through flashbacks is uh, very uh, compelling and cool. I, I think it's a good movie. Good movie. I I agree. Yeah, I watched the My Bloody Valentine remake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
it's fine. Uh, if you want to, if you really want to slash her, go ahead. And, uh, the last, uh, okay. I only bring this one up cause I know you watched it too. And you felt very similar to Lee, similarly to me, um, Malum. Oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. I, I did see your, uh, review, uh, on letterbox. And before I say anything, remind me, did I say this on the show? Did I, did I mention that I saw this on the show? Or maybe it was off mic, but I think at one point I was like saying I kind of want to watch this, and you said you watched it and it wasn't good or whatever. Yeah, because in, in I I forget if it was on the show or not, but I remember saying Siobhan, you might like it. It has some Silent Hill vibes, but it was it does it wasn't for me. I I again I I don't like bashing small movies like this because it's like a it feels like a small independent movie but it just doesn't it it doesn't it doesn't come together it's it's it's, it's, thing it 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 being it being a remake of the director's same movie and apparently it's like shot for shot what i didn't know that budget yeah just with a larger budget jesus so uh, calling it a smaller movie i i don't even want to give it that credit anymore (laughs) like uh and I found like it's a very cruel and mean movie, and it's a me- it's a movie that has like no logic whatsoever. Like it, it just it, it's not even like it has its own internal logic. It's just like anything can happen at any time, and it will. And you never know if anything's real, and uh, maybe none of it is real. And it's it 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 annoyed me more than anything. It was yeah. just, it was just confusing and confusing to watch and then on top of that they made it hard to watch because it's like fucking violent and mean yeah you know and i i just didn't like it and hey i i, I think we both enjoy uh uh our, you know uh, violent mean movies in their own right if they're good sure when yeah. they're good when yes. they're good but yeah it's uh it's disappointing and i i, I looking back at the year I think in terms of 2023 movies, that may have been the worst movie I watched uh, all year. So it's, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that, uh, what's it called again? Uh, uh, Malum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm Malum, not quite yeah. sure how you pronounce it, <sighs> uh, well, but here's a better movie. Okay, good. Mission impossible. Dead oh, reckoning part one came on Paramount shit. plus. Yes. Oof. Oof. Ooh, baby. Oof, you love those Mission Impossible movies. That Mr. McQuarrie, he knows how to make them. He's doing it. He's making good shit. Him and Tom Cruise. I don't want to say, I don't want to quite say they're making magic together, but they are making damn fine cinema together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is just a, another damn fine Mission Impossible movie. And I, I, ugh. Absolutely. It's great spy shit, great action. The final uh, train sequence, uh, everything about it, uh, just aces. Just so good. Yeah. C- couldn't have done it better, I don't think. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say I love it because the, the, the one thing going against Dead Reckoning Part 1 or just Dead Reckoning because apparently Paramount is changing the name. Uh, it's no longer yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, Dead Reckoning... The only the only real strike against it is it follows, in my opinion, 
the best Mission Impossible movie. Like Mission Impossible Fallout, for me, is a five out of five. It's the best Mission Impossible, the best stunts, the best acting, the best directing, everything. Fallout has everything. Dead Reckoning is good. It's very good. But it, it can't reach the heights of that. And part of me thinks they understand it. Like maybe that's why they're splitting it in two movies. Or they, they're these two final movies, or maybe not final. These part one of Dead Reckoning, the next movie they're gonna make, whatever that's called. I think initially they said these are the final two Mission Impossible movies, but I've read somewhere that I think they want to keep going after that. Um, that makes sense. But I guess that's why they wanted to follow up Fallout with these two movies. Is like, okay, let's do something different. Let's try to expand one singular story to two movies. And uh, it, 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 it's kind of the case similar to... Um, it's similar to uh, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, where I have problems with Dead Reckoning Part 1 that maybe Part 2 might fix. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it, but a certain, I'll just say, a certain character's death I'm not happy with, right, in Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I'm wondering if they sort of do something in part two that maybe changes that. I don't want to get into specifics, but I'm waiting for part two. Maybe it'll make part one for me uh, stand out a bit more. I don't necessarily think that character is dead. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think so too. I, it's, it's, it, it would be the, the cleverest thing to do is to just, 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 just reveal that. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Again, I, 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 let's not get into this. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. But, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, you know what we can get into? What? We, we can bring back uh, Stonewatch, baby. Because <laughs> you know what I watched? Okay, yeah. What did you? Uh, Oliver Stonewatch 2024 continues. What's what's happening? What, what, what is it? I watched Wall Street. <laughs> one month after I suggested you watch Wall Street, <laughs> yes. you have watched. And only Wall one Street. half of the two movies that you did tell me to watch. Yeah. Uh, Wall but look, Street I and... did watch it. What, what, what was the other movie? Uh, the other one was supposed to be Nixon. Still hadn't seen oh, it, God, but yeah. I watched Wall Street. Tell me about Wall Street. It is a good movie. All right. No, it's it's like, it's it's probably lower on the list of... Uh, Oliver Stone movies to me, I, I I like that he kind of is like he presents the reality of it to you and makes it seem incredibly scummy, but it's in kind of a Fight Club way where possibly it gets misconstrued, <laughs> and I think it probably did get misconstrued a lot, um, but. That's not on him. Look, I, I, I really, really did dig it. Like, I, I, did, I did not care for uh, Charlie Sheen in Platoon. Um, I think he's much better here. Um, and him and his daddy uh, having scenes together. Very nice. Uh, his daddy is a much better actor. That's just a fact. Um, and uh, um, fucking Richard Gecko, Gecko. Uh, 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 Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is, mm, God, he is on fire this entire movie. Hot diggity dog. And uh, it's a very, uh, you know, like they get you like really in there into the bull market or whatever the fuck. And 
it's a uh, kind of a high intensity movie at times and uh it's it works it, it it all does really work again i put it lower on the stone totem pole but uh i'm glad i watched it well that's good to hear cuz i i haven't seen that movie in like over maybe 10 years maybe 15 years and i remember not being a big fan of it um sure then i saw the sequel and i'm like oh this movie sucks the sequel because um, money <laughs> never, never sleeps. sleeps but yeah i i don't know i like i i said earlier i said in a past episode i i recently bought uh natural born killers so i'm gonna watch that soon and maybe i'll i'll rewatch wall street i'm maybe i'll do my own stone watch this year siobhan how about that double stone watch unheard of holy in this shit. day and age let's just make this a oliver stone retrospective let's just drop the oscar bit and just that's our next podcast yeah <laughs> What would our Oliver Stone podcast be called? Stone Watch. Okay, Stone now, Watch. Um, Stone, uh, we got, okay, well, well, what's our gimmick? Are we, like, getting high? We could do, like, Oliver Stoned. I'm, I'm thinking, like, uh, squeezing, what, what's that phrase? Uh, uh, blood from Stone? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, isn't it just, like, water? Uh, heart of Stone? Stone... Um, stone. Stonehenge, Stone Stonehenge, yeah, yeah, Stonehenge. Let's just call it that, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. And Stone hedging our bets. Stone. Hey, that's it. Wall Street. Holy shit! Stone hedging our bets. I love it. We're doing this. So hold on. I want. I want to commit seriously to this. Why don't we do one episode of <laughs> Stone Hedging Our Pets? <laughs> okay. We'll do one episode, and it'll be in this run of the Oscar show. <laughs> Why don't we do that next episode? <laughs> we'll watch. <laughs> just change the format completely and just talk about Oliver Stone for one episode. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I make the it. I make the cover art. I put Oliver Stone's head on Stonehenge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So check that out next week. Uh, Oliver Stone hedging our bets. All right, is that what is it that we've been watching? I believe that's all I've been watching. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right. Now for the next segment, it's the movie of the week. What is the movie of the week, movie Siobhan? Of the week, wink, 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 wink. Yeah, so we're doing uh, adapted screenplay and original screenplay this week. So uh, as as is tradition, we went back and picked a previous winner of uh, one of the categories. Um, we were originally going to do two, one for each, and we just decided to end up on one. Uh, and this is an original screenplay, right? This is an original screenplay, yes. Yeah, it's an original screenplay winner um, and best picture winner. Uh, the Apartment from 1960. Yeah. Actually, the oldest film we have watched on this show. Yeah. Because what year was uh, Grand Prix? 68 or something like that. Yeah. Um, too bad it wasn't 69. Am I right? <laughs> I, I, I think about that all the time. <laughs> you think uh, it's too bad Grand Prix, the movie, wasn't made, made in 1969. <laughs> Uh, all right, the apartment. Who who picked this? By the way, I forget. Was it you? This one. I think it might have been you. Yes, it was. I don't know. 
Hold on. I- I'll look it up. Uh, all right. So the apartment, Billy Water. Have you seen this before, by the way, Siobhan? Is this your first time watching? I have not. No, my first time. First time we're here. Virgin here. The Virgin is is it is your is it your first Billy Water? That is something I'd have to look up, but the chances are that it is. What what was it that you knew about the apartment coming in? I've the seen apartment? the seven year itch. <clears throat> oh, okay, seven year itch with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yes, with the blonde herself. With the blonde herself. Uh, now, what did you know about? Oh wait, yeah, okay. So I, I'm, I found the answer to who picked this. So uh, th- this was around the time when uh, uh, I started this trend of like, okay, here is a list of movies I want to talk about for the show for an episode. You pick one. So you did that yes. to me. Yeah. Yes. So your pick was original screenplay. But you sent me a list of four movies, and I picked one of the four. I picked the best one, or actually the one um, I've I've seen. Oh, okay, hold on. So here here's the list of four that you sent me that I picked from Sunset Boulevard, which I've seen, which I haven't seen in a while. Also, Billy Wilder, right? I believe so. Yes, uh, The Apartment, which I love. I've seen it a few times now. I think that's a masterpiece. So that's why I picked it. And then the other two I have not seen. Uh, Rain Man and the Crying Game. Uh, so that, that's why. That's like I. I like the. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of those. So that I'm trying to like check stuff off my bucket list. You know. And I um, and I just don't care. I, I'd rather just you watch. Don't care about that. I'd no. rather I'd rather just watch a movie I love. <laughs> See the the reason I, I was I you know which one I was hoping you'd pick Marcella what Sunset Boulevard. Um, and the reason that the reason being is that I know we're both watching Twin Peaks right now. And oh I know yeah, that's a heavy influence on Twin Peaks. Yes, yes, yes. I'm. But I respected your choice for the apartment, a film that I've heard a lot about over the years. Uh, just in general, being like a classic, like one of the greatest films of the '60s. Yeah. Um, a big reason why I chose it is because I just rewatched it um, for New Year's. I saw it New oh, Year's so you Day. Didn't have to do any work. Yeah, well, I, I saw half of it uh, today, and it's playing. <laughs> well, come on, <laughs> and I this movie this movie is cut into two specific halves. Like, <laughs> I'd say hour one is vastly different to hour two. True. Uh, spoiler alert: When the suicide attempt happens, that's a a different movie. That's that's different a, movie. The tone changes quite a bit. Uh, hold on. So, before we get further into it. Um, why don't I read the synopsis? Because I do enjoy reading that. One man owns an apartment. One man owns an apartment. Uh, here, oh, here it is. A Manhattan insurance clerk. Six men want to fuck in that apartment. <laughs> a Manhattan insurance clerk tries to rise in his company by letting its executives use his apartment for trysts. But complications mm. and a romance of his own ensure... In Sue, sorry, in Sue. That makes more sense. Um, so you knew it was a classic. You knew it was one of the best films of all time. Uh, did you know it was a Best Picture winner before you watched this? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Um, it didn't surprise me to learn it, but um, I, I I only found it out after like looking up uh, to make sure this was original instead of a different <laughs> and I forgot that anyway. Uh, so before we go back to that year... Uh, it won Best Picture. Uh, uh, your your quick thoughts. Did you end up liking this? Have you said that yet? Did you like The Apartment? 
I liked the apartment. Yeah, okay. it's a very uh, it's a very nuanced movie for how kind of goofy and wild it is. Yeah, Walter. Uh, Walter. It, uh, I'll say real quick. Um, I jumped at the ch- well. Okay, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I jumped at the chance to see it on New Year's Day this year, but here's what happened. I was supposed to see When Harry Met Sally New Year's Day this year, uh, uh, but this is this is gonna sound insane, but this is what happened. Th- that uh, that first week of the year, uh, the projectors uh, couldn't show any Sony pictures, the digital mm. projectors, which was bizarre. Like there was there were uh, Wait, they just like physically couldn't or like they weren't allowed to. Uh, I don't know. I, I I never got an answer, but they like every Sony picture uh, screening was canceled at my local theater chain. Even Gran Turismo? Even Gran Tur- They were going to show story. Gran Turismo from Game Raid Racer New Year's Day, like they always do, but <laughs> they had new to cancel tradition. it. There's that, that's the new tradition, by the way. They're going to show Gran Turismo. By the way, Gran Turismo, as of this, as of this recording, $5 on iTunes. <laughs> Buy it. Hey. Hey, you know what? Yeah, why not? Five bucks? <laughs> Five <it>. bucks. <laughs> by the way, the fastest I've seen a new movie go down in price on iTunes. <laughs> Um, but we, uh, uh, we had to, uh, reconfigure our plans, uh, and we saw that there were, uh, seats left at the apartment. So of course we had to see the apartment on New Year's day. I had seen before the, the year before New Year's, no, two years before New Year's day. And, uh, yet yeah, now it's a new favorite. Um, so the apartments, I love it. It's a great New Year's movie. Um, now let's go back to. 1961, the year mm. of the Oscars, uh, in which the apartment won Best Picture. Okay, first question I, I ask you, Siobhan. Can you name what film won Best Picture at this year's Oscars in 1961? <laughs> the Correct. The apartment won Best Picture. Uh, here are the other nominees for Best Picture. The Sundowners. Sons and Lovers. Elmer Gantry and the Alamo. Uh, the apartment, of course, won Best Picture, Best Director. The Alamo, of course, starring Bill, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> no, the Alamo, uh, uh, starring John Wayne. Uh, it, uh, I think he was also directed by John Wayne. I'm gonna double check. Yeah, directed, produced, starring uh, John Wayne. A great man. Yeah, uh, look him uh, up, folks. Peek, peek behind the curtain. When we we were originally planning to do two uh, movies for this, one adapted, one original, and for adapted, Marcelo had chosen uh, to do Elmer Gantry just because it came out the same year and won. And uh, I we we decided a few days ago that we weren't going to end up doing Elmer Gantry, and I was okay with that because. I hadn't really heard of it or knew anything about it. But today, um, I tried to do my due diligence. And I was just like, hey, you know what? Why not? I'll try to watch it. It was on Prime and it's on Tubi as well. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> and I turned it on. <laughs> and it was like this like heavily religious. Oh, man. I didn't uh, know that. Le- very uh i i guess i didn't give it a ton of time to reveal itself but it seemed like it was not going to be uh 
as progressive or forward thinking as something like the apartment. Yeah. Um, and also it was two and a half hours long. Jesus. So I was just like, I, I kind of checked out after the opening credits. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Like Siobhan said, uh, uh, initially we we're going to do two movies and I picked Elmer Gantry only because it was available on prime and it won the same year. Uh, adapted screenplay as the apartment but yeah i'm happy just to talk about the apartment uh elmar gantry seemed like a lot here's the uh, synopsis for elmar gantry a fast-talking traveling salesman with a charming loquacious manner convinces a sincere evangelist that he can be an effective preacher for her cause uh, the trailer's playing on mute right now. Uh, 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 looks interesting, I guess. Uh, starring Burt Lancaster. Eh, whatever. If we had more time and if we, and if we cared more, we, we would have seen the Elmer Gantry. But that, that was not in the cards, folks. Yeah. Um, back to the Oscars. Back to the apartment. Or, or now to the Oscars. Uh, I'm going to run through some categories. Best Director, Billy Wilder for The Apartment. Best Actor. Hey, speaking of Elmer Gantry... Burt Lancaster won for Best Actor for Elmer Gantry. Burt, 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 Burt. Best Actress, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I, the, a, uh, a, in the uh, Wikipedia page, uh, I'll, I'll read you this. Elizabeth Taylor, who had a near-fatal bout with pneumonia a short time before the ceremony, was viewed as having received her Oscar out of sympathy rather than for her performance <laughs> in Butterfly 8. That is insane. <laughs> to put in that is insane. To put in the Wikipedia page as fact. <laughs> Basically saying Elizabeth Taylor was shit. <laughs> she did not she did not deserve this Oscar. <laughs> um but yeah, Elizabeth Taylor won for Butterfly 8. Um supporting actor uh Peter Eust- Ustinov for Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus is great. I love Spartacus. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Shirley Jones for Elmer Gantry. Uh, Of course, Best Original Screenplay, The Apartments. Best Adapted Screenplay, Elmer Gantry. Um, Those are the top awards. Sure. Uh, The Apartments. Let's go back to The Apartments. I want to tell you all the awards. Uh, it was nominated for mm-hmm. and it won at the Oscars. Here we go. Best Picture, it won. Best Director, it won. Jack Lemmon nominated for Best Actor. Shirley MacLaine nominated for Best Actress. Uh, Jack uh, Crucian, Best Supporting Actor, nominated. Of course, it won for Best uh, Original Screenplay. It won for Best Art Direction, Black and White. It was mm-hmm. nominated for Best Cinematography, Black and White. It won for Best Film Editing. And it was nominated for Best Sound. So there you go. The Apartment. The cinematography I'm fully on board with. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah, it did not win, which is bizarre. I, it looks beautiful. Uh, Especially what, those shots in the office where they the office looks like it goes on forever. Yeah. Like, part of me was thinking, like, this has to be a matte painting, right? But then you look back there and people are moving. So the mm-hmm. winner of Best Cinematography over The Apartment... And this is when they split the category uh, with um, it was black and white and color. So in the black and white category, 
the apartment lost to a movie called Sons and Lovers. I don't know what that is. And in the color section, Spartacus won for best cinematography. Uh, okay, back to the apartment, the movie. Did you know about the premise of this, Siobhan, going in? No. Yeah, me neither. Watching this for the first time a few years ago, I had no idea this was the plot of the apartment. I just thought it was going to be like a kind of like a simple rom com. I was kind of wondering, like how how did this one best picture? What 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 sort of pushes it over the edge? And yeah, by the end, I'm like, okay, I get it. I I I get why. Uh, okay, before seeing this, what other Jack Lemons have you seen? I don't fucking know. Grumpy old men. <laughs> See right? no, that's, that? uh, yeah, that's my point. Like, hey, oh, hold on, I got you, I got you, bitch. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, Jack Jack Lemmon's famous role in Arrested Development. Is no. he not in that? I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, wait. The 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 Martin Short's character mentions Jack Lemmon <laughs> yeah. because of the one arm push up thing. <laughs> so I, I oh, and the one arm push ups. He did that. Uh, uh, I got you, bitch, because I know one film you've seen for this show starring Jack Lemmon. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Grand Prix. (laughs) Grand Prix? (laughs) No. Okay. Do you not know what it is? No. JFK. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, He's the guy early on who he goes... Uh, you don't know what you guys are up against. This is all conspiracy. That's me doing Jack Lemmon and JFK impression. Yeah, he's uh, really good in this movie. He's uh, he's got this like his character arc is insane. Like he he is both kind of a nice guy. Like you can tell he's a nice guy, but he sacrifices his morals at every single turn. Yeah, uh, and gives in cowardly and pathetically to any kind of pressure whatsoever. And it's, it, it's tough to even tell if I'm supposed to like this man or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's just fascinating how, uh, uh Baxter's is his, his last name. Baxter. Yeah. Uh, he just, he just kind of like 95% of the movie is just him devolving as a human being, getting worse and worse and more and more pathetic. Yeah. Um. Uh, even like, <laughs> I wrote this down specifically because it's it's we're 15 minutes from the end of the movie, a two-hour movie, like maybe a little over two hours, and there's a guy that shows up who looks like Robert De Niro in The Irishman, <laughs> uh, who is like the brother-in-law of uh, yeah yeah of uh, Shirley MacLaine yeah um and he <laughs> he's still like trying to be kind of like a smooth loser kind of guy like yeah. offers him like hey uh one of our tv uh when it's like so clear that guy hates him so much he's trying to cover for his boss even in this time uh to somebody that just doesn't matter whatsoever like it's really it's uh, yeah and it's, and it's like in the final you know, five minutes of the movie when he gets some sort of redemption, does something for himself. But Jack Lemon, the entire is like great the entire time. Yeah, uh, for sure. No, and especially and Shirley MacLaine as well. Like her, she is so she's so charming. Um, and not her character is not even likable at all either, really. But uh, she's so charming and like her, uh, 
after her suicide attempt, everything that happens there, uh, she is, her acting is, this, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's on point. She's, uh, she's, she's excellent. Yeah. Uh, going back to Lemon's character, uh, Baxter, I, I felt the same way watching this, uh, 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 in the most recent rewatch, I thought, yeah, I don't like this guy like this. I agree with everything you said. Like he just bends to the will of these executives and his, his, the, the, the main boss, Shell Drake, Shell Drake. Um, what a weird name. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, right? Fred McMurray. Yeah, that's Fred McMurray. Oh, okay. One thing I do love about this is like in the first like 30 minutes, like in the first hour, like, like, like we were saying earlier, it is, you know, a little goofy, a little sitcom-y. Uh, uh, it's, it's very light. Uh, the whole sequence of him uh, in the middle of having like a, a, a cold, he calls like all of the executives that were planning to use his apartment for the week, like trying to reschedule because he wants like a night uh, alone in his apartment. But because there are so many people using his apartment for affairs, he can't find time uh, on his own. So that whole th- sequence establishes like establishes the game of like okay the here's everybody using the apartment and here's how willing he is to bend over for them like to say okay fine here uh, 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 I'll I'll try to cater to my own needs but if you guys need it whatever and then that final scene in the sequence like with the main boss with Fred McMurray saying give me that key <laughs> and he's like okay here. Uh, yeah, he can't even like as much as he tries. He can't even like fight for his own well-being. He just ends up being sick because he's just a coward. He just a coward, and he also wants that job. He wants that promotion, right? Um, and like you said, not until like the last five minutes, really the last few moments in the movie, where he quits and he goes, you know, never mind. I, uh, I, I I'd rather quit than you know, you know, be you know, working with you and have you be my boss. So, uh, he finally sticks up for himself and he finally has morals. So it's not until the final, final five minutes, which is quite insane for a movie like this. That is so like on the face of it, light, a comedy, but this guy is just a sniveling piece of shit for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sugar McLean, like you said, uh, I, I think she's great too. Uh, uh, adorable. Uh, but also she, she faces the fact that she's, you know, with a married man and she's doing these terrible things, but, um, I don't know. She, she wins me over in the end in terms of her character. Cause she wants to be good. I can see that, uh, in her performance as a character. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a great performance. I don't know why. Elizabeth Taylor had pneumonia and had to almost die for, you know, for her, for sure. <laughs> McLean to lose the best actress, you know, award, but it is what it is. Um, and yeah, uh, 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 what else can we say about this film? Siobhan, in terms of the screenplay, is, is it a great screenplay? Did it deserve to win an award for screenplay? Yeah, very, very snappily, well-written witty. Um, and then, halfway through turns on a dime and suddenly that wittiness becomes sad and pathetic and, and, uh, not, uh, not charming, not funny at all. Um, it, it becomes like 
why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, kind of sad. And, um, I think that's incredibly clever, uh, in the screenplay. Yeah. It, it is truly like a stark moment. Um, but played really well in the movie when, uh, uh, Jack Lemon finds Shirley McLean's character, uh, in, in his bed and you see the empty bottle, uh, and then Jack Lemon goes and gets his neighbor, uh, the doctor to come in. Um, quite, it's, it's, it's purposefully like off putting. Cause like we see this process and we see the, 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 the reviving of Shirley MacLaine and you, you forget that you're watching a comedy. It's just feels so real. Um, and then it's that in that recovery where, yeah, I see Shirley MacLaine's sweetness. I see Jack Lemon still being like a worm, but also being kind to her. Um, this, this, there, there's, there's a way worse movie to be made out of this concept. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I, you know, like the, the, this movie made 50 years later starred Vince Vaughn and, uh, <laughs> it was like a, just a total comedy. <laughs> uh, and, um, that, that, the whole stuff with the doctor really reveals what I'm talking about where it's just like, why are you lying to this man to cover for your boss? Yeah. Like I, I, it's, it, it's sickened to me. It really did. And he never gets that redemption. He never tells the doctor the truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is just, it's so smart. It's so, so smart. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have thought to do that. I like, it's to, to just take this character to these lengths. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know what else we can say about the apartment. Uh, other than it's a great movie. Would you recommend The Apartment to people, <laughs> Shavon? For sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I, mean, I know some people have problems with classical movies, but it's it's an easy enough one to watch, I think. Hold on. I, I, I read this funny uh, uh, fact on Wikipedia. I'll read this real quick. Uh, Mac Murray, who plays the top boss in this, who's having an affair with Shooter McLean's character, um... It says here, Mac Murray, having generally played uh, guileless characters, related that after the film's release, he was accosted by women in the street who berated him for making a, in quotes, dirty, filthy movie. <laughs> and <laughs> well, That's what you get, Mac. Yeah, hold on. And one of them hit him with her purse. <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, that's great. And this is a spicy movie too. This is a spicy movie. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of sex happening, not on screen, but like it's it's alluded to. Wait, it wasn't on your screen. <laughs> Wait, were you watching the 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 the, the sex filled version of the apartment? Oh no! <laughs> wait, wait, the apartment. You mean the apartment triple X, right? <laughs> no, no, no. The apartment uh, uh, colon a porn parody <laughs> <laughs> made by made my made, made my uh, Billy Wilder <laughs> and, and and Jack suck on a lemon. <laughs> Shirley, Shirley McLean down. <laughs> and uh, 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 Jack McHarry. <laughs> no, sorry. No, Fred. Hold on. I got to take that again. And also Fred McHarry. <laughs> Fred McHarry. Fred McHarry. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, all right, so that's the apartment. <laughs> I I hope that's the that's the that's the uh, you know the hard hitting analysis people are looking for with film talk here on the talk. I think we did podcast. good film talk I think, there. I think we did good. No, 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 no. Next segment. That segment is done. Here's the new segment, or the next segment, I should say. Our favorites of 2023 in the adapted screenplay and original screenplay categories. Yeah. <clears throat> We've got two categories to do this week. Who's going? Well, why don't we do this? We'll switch off. Yeah, we'll switch off. So let me go first. Um, let me do best original first. How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, this one was a bit, uh, easier to do because it turns out my favorite films of the year, uh, uh, most of them were adapted. I had a few originals, so I have just five best original screenplays to highlight. So here we go. Uh, no honorable mentions, just the five. Number five, Barbie. That's right. I'm putting it in the original screenplay category. Suck up. Suck on it. Okay. Uh, only because I had too many adapted screenplays. That's why it's in here. So number five, Barbie. Uh, whatever. I don't care about the category switching. I don't care about if it's adapted or whatever. It's a great screenplay. All right? I think it should be original. I don't know why it would be adapted. Because it's uh, it's based on a, uh, on a, on a pre-existing it's based on a product. toy. It's not based on like a... I don't. I don't think it should be adapted. I, 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 I'm good either way, to be honest. I'm good at whatever category it falls in. I'm good. I put it in original. Like I said, adapted for me. It's it's packed to the brim. So it fit in original. Yeah. Uh, this number five, number four, Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, fantastic script. Uh, uh, keeps you guessing, and then by the end, uh, it's not that you don't care about the 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 uh, the truth it's that like there's so much more to the truth uh, uh you're more attached to like the character's motivations uh and that's a large part due of because of the the, the script and just it, it's a two and a half hour movie i think it's pretty long but man those uh those moments you spend in the trial uh you're there for a very long time you're you're watching these uh, uh um these lawyers, these French lawyers, talk and talk and talk, but you're compelled because you care about the characters. It's a fantastic script. That's number four, Anatomy of a Fall. Number three, Past Lives. Yeah, it's it's as great as everybody's been saying, and it's a fantastic original script. What I do appreciate about Past Lives is like it, it could have been done in a certain way of like um, uh, using like a flashback device or jumping around in time. But from my recollection, I think it just tells the story, like from beginning to end, like straight. You're compelled because uh, you don't know where it's going to go, really. Like uh, the basic concept is, yeah, like these two people fall in love in the first like section of the movie. They grow older, they grow apart, they try to have this relationship, uh, um, um, this long distance relationship, but that falls through. Then we jump in time. And we see them in different places. And then when they come together, yeah, you're not sure what's going to happen. And yeah, I was riveted by the end and also emotionally wrought. I, I was emotionally affected by it too. So that's past lives. That's number three. Number two is Asteroid City. Hey, look at that. 
Wes Anderson. It's uh, I've been saying it all season. Asteroid City, one of the best films of the year. Getting zero nominations at the Oscars is insane. It should have gotten a screenplay nomination along with a lot of others. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy this phase he's in. Uh, I think starting with uh, Grand Budapest and then going to um, uh, French Dispatch and now this. The, 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 the metatextual, the, the concept of like uh, storytelling through different lenses in one movie. Um, like how you pull back uh, through like you start like with a book and then you pull back and you you are the reader of the book in Grand Budapest and in uh, French Dispatch like you see the making of a newspaper the, you're the reader but then you also are are looking through the lens of the writers of the stories and the characters in those stories that they tell um, same with Asteroid City you start with like the writer of the of the screenplay that's in the movie you're watching then you pull back like that is fantastic i love him playing with this narrative of just how we see a story through the eyes of the characters in the films we're watching that's asteroid city fantastic number one may december uh it's it's i've i've seen people talk about how uh it shouldn't be original because it's based on the the uh who is it mary Kay Turno stuff right yeah uh, this one feels weird to me being original <laughs> yeah i i I'm admit like that <laughs> i get it i get it but since it's not really based on i know an I article know. or a book yes it's it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. tricky but i i i have to say it's original i have to uh that's my heart tells me but yes it is it i think the fact that it's based on real events in its own way definitely helps with viewing it uh, 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 as it's a standalone movie. Um, but yet it's original. I can't explain it. Um, it. It does, you know, if you remove all that, if you remove like the, the real life events that's based on, it's still a compelling story about uh, an actress preparing for her role and just how hollow that all is. And I'm still like, I, I, I still love that final scene where we see, you know, Portman filming this movie that looks, you know, as shitty as you'd expect, like a, like a made for TV movie. <laughs> um, but I love that viewpoint of just the, the hollowness of an actor trying to get into a role, which uh, is why I love that screenplay. So yeah. So that's my best original uh, list for 2023. Number one, May, December. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Siobhan, I think it's your turn. My best original? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, my honorable mention, I'm just going to say, <clears throat> I thought this movie was based on something else, but it's not. It's actually based off the the sick and twisted mind of Guy Ritchie. <laughs> uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Um, I'm not going to say much about it. I, I just, uh, I, I really, I was surprised to find out it was an original screenplay. Uh, the people inside of it are, are fictional. Ah. This is based on kind of like real things that happened. Um, okay, so number five. And, you know what? And it's extra weird. Like, they show people at the end of the movie, like, they show like uh, a thing that's like the real life people, but like they're not the real life people, I guess, even though they look a lot like them. Huh. <laughs> like, they look a lot like Jake Gyllenhaal plus uh, Dar Salim. Um, anyway. 
Uh, my number five, uh, I don't know if the, I tried, I tried to do my research on <clears throat> these. My, I don't know if this one counts. My number five is air as original. Um, uh, I, I can look it up. I can see if it's based on anything. I, so like somebody in the discord, um, on the talk film society discord on the talk film society.com slash discord. Mike yeah. Schindler, he mentioned air as original. And I just went with him. I, I didn't. I just decided to take him at his word. And look, even if it's wrong, okay, Marcelo, like, just listen to me here. Just walk with me here. Well, okay. So real quick, it doesn't say it's based on anything. So I, I'll give you the original. Based stamp. on a true story. It's based on know, true story. Like, I mean, similar to May December, it's based on true sure, events. Sure, sure, yeah. In a way, it is a really it, same with Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. You know? Yeah, but in May December they don't use any real names; it's just their own story. But in, in Air, I can see that being more confusing because it's based on true people. Well, it's it's sort of like how oh, not sort of, it's like how Maestro is an original screenplay, but that's based on true story. That's based yeah, on true story. I, I just want to say, like, even if I'm wrong, like. Um, as Alexander Pope uh, wrote in his poem, an essay on criticism, uh, to err is human, to forgive divine. Um, okay, you're just sitting that now. Of course, Marcelo, that phrase comes from the Latin writing attributed to Seneca the Younger. Uh, Errer humanum est perseverum autum di- diabolicum et tertia non datur, um, which translates to uh to air is human to persist is of the devil and the third reason is not given so uh to air is human um right. and i think that's uh that's at the heart of uh from air <laughs> is it's humanity well said now it's just like fun snappy quippy stuff that's like this is like bam 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 movie keeps moving and uh, it, it keeps that up. And, it's, you know, it's, it's a movie that's entirely exposition, and it's a movie that's entirely fun to watch. Um, my number four, The Iron Claw, another one I felt weird being original because it is based on a true story. Yeah. But but it's I think this one is original. And, uh, you know, it's because it's not based on, like, an article or a book. You know, this it's just what a weird category. Uh, the Iron Claw. Um uh, I used this word earlier, but it's 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 nuance. It's uh, the 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 first hour uh, of you know what you know what, all of it. The, the 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 script is very nuanced and surprisingly so. And th- this could have been a very bad melodrama, and it just it is not that. It isn't, and uh, I think it should be commended for that. Uh, number three, Asteroid City. Everything you said about the metatextual stuff—that is what blows me away about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can really add anything to that, but yeah. Number two, Sanctuary. Um, it's uh, this like sick psychosexual game, like who's really in charge here. Uh, the power dynamics shift back and forth constantly, and you never really know. The, the writing between the two, the sexual tension, um, this is something that has to be uh, perfect if it's going to work at all. And uh, they, I think they perfected. It's it's absolutely taut. Now uh, my number one, Master Gardener, Paul Schrader. I think one of the best film writers of all time. Uh, and uh, this film is no different. I can't really say much other than 
how much humanity this movie has um, and how complicated the questions it is asking um, you uh, of the audience. It's like, what, what, how far are you willing to go to forgive someone? Uh, how, how far does somebody have to go to be forgiven? I, I, I don't know how he keeps doing this. Uh, he, he's one of the most, uh, nuanced and care, uh, care, careful, uh, writers, uh, working. And, uh, it's insane when you compare that to like his unhinged Facebook posts, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, uh, Master Gardener, brilliant film. Um, there we go. It's our number one. Good list, Siobhan. Good, good, Thank you. Thank you. good showing, good showing. And now, adapted screenplays. Here we go. Uh, uh, my turn. This is where it gets tough for me. At one point, I had at like ten of them. Then I whittled it down. I do. Have a top- I just switched mine like just a minute ago. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had a top ten. Now it's down to five. I have three honorable mentions. I'll say real quick. And by the way, I'm using the rule that says um, it's adapted if it's if it's a sequel, um, which I I I, I, uh, I firmly believe that if if it's Godfather Part Two, well, that's based on a book. It's a bad example. Um, what's what's an example of a sequel that's not based on a book? Saw two. Saw two. Yeah, thank you. Saw two. That's uh, first one. Saw one. Original screenplay. Saw two. Adapted screenplay. Uh. So that's my mindset here. Honorable mentions, Poor Things. Uh, a great film, I, I think. I do whenever you watch it. It's based on a book. Uh, another honorable mention, Godzilla Minus One. Based on pre-existing material. It's uh, a reboot to the Godzilla series. Uh, astonishing film. Uh, love it. Uh, another honorable mention. This might be a surprise because this is my favorite movie of the year. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Wow. I really racked my brain around this one. Uh, uh, but my top, I think my top five is good. And Magic Mike's Last Dance, I think it's... Of course, I'll talk about it more in in later episodes. Because I'm going to... I mean, it's going to be in the best director category. In the best picture category for me. But... I think the scripts it's it's good it's very good but what makes that movie is the the directing the editing uh the acting the just the vibes Siobhan, the vibes of Magic Mike's last dance so I think the script not ne- not necessarily the weakest part but uh uh lesser to everything else in that movie so that's my rationale for not putting it in my top 5 now my top 5 best adapted screenplay number 5 the killer David Fincher's The Killer, based on comic book, or as, as adults call it, a graphic novel. Um, the writer of this, uh, um, Andrew Kevin Walker, uh, he wrote David Fincher 7, um, and he did rewrites uh, for Fight Club. He's not credited. That's the thing. But if you watch Fight Club and you watch this, very similar movies, and... Uh, I oh it says here script doctor so he also was script doctor for the game so he's worked with Fincher before um, and it does feel Fincher esque in just the way the protagonist the killer the titular killer uh, uh, acts and talks and uh, I mean that's the case because Andrew Kevin Walker just I think has that tone for a Fincher film because they've worked together for so long 
So I love the script for the for the killer. So that's my number five. Number four is Blackberry. Uh, yeah, this one is based on true events and also based on something. I did look it up before recording. I think it's based on a book or an article. I don't know. I'm not going to bother to look up where exactly it's based on. <laughs> it also, it's just based on a phone. Um, but yeah, I, I love how this is uh, uh, scripted. I love how this is laid out. Uh, um, they recently... I don't know if we talked about this on the show, Siobhan. They recently made they, they turned this into a three episode miniseries on AMC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have uh, any interest in that? I, if I had access to AMC Plus, I would see it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. When I watched this a few weeks ago, I, I I did catch on to the fact that yeah, this the film is split into three parts. I did later learn that the director of the movie, uh, uh, he only broke it up into three parts and added more scenes. Only because of the money, <laughs> he's like, "Listen, I gotta make money as as uh, in, in, in any way I can." Because he's a he still wants to be an um, indie film director, so he's like, "Okay, yeah, AMC wants to put this uh, on their channel and make it three episodes. Sure, I'll do that." But it works as as, as it, the the three act structure of it is compelling. Um, but I, I just love how it's laid out. It's it, it, you know first part. Is about the creation of the BlackBerry. Second part is about the success, about uh, um, just things you know looking up. Third part, destruction, the fallout, the the basically the end of BlackBerry. Um, so I love how how it's uh, 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 laid out in the script. My number three is Oppenheimer. Ah, <sighs> uh, <laughs> this is a script I'm. I'm eager and afraid to read because from what I've heard, it's it's written in first person. Uh, have you have, have you heard this, Siobhan? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's Nolan being Nolan. Um, but damn it, if if the movie itself isn't isn't great, um, it, it, he's up to his old tricks. Uh, it jumps forward and back in time. It's you know half of it's black and white. Um, but the script is is snappy. Um, it has those Nolan-esque lines that feel out of place, but when it all comes together, I said it before on, on episodes, like the 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 score, the visual effects, the cinematography, and the the dialogue, the script. It, it only it all works together only because it's a Nolan film. I think the script is long enough to say it's my number three of the year of adapted screenplays. My number two. Based on a book, we were just talking about it, The Zone of Interest. Yeah, it is especially heavy to watch. Uh, it is, it is, it will, it will scar you mentally. Um, and really, there's really, there's, it's not like a dialogue heavy script. Oh, I don't think I've said this. So I, I listened to the uh, Jonathan Glazer Q&A after a screening and what fascinated me was how he shot it, and uh, he had like, like a general. I don't know if he had like a a, a traditional script, uh, but the way he shot it was he just put hidden cameras in in this house uh, where the film is set, and he just let the actors sort of act in a very. This is what he said, like in a very Big Brother sort of way in the TV show Big Brother which I found fascinating because the end result does not feel like a reality TV show, does not feel like like that 
Like I did not think Big Brother as was watching this. The end result is something drastically not that. Um, like that that that's in due part of of, of uh, Jonathan Glazer's scripts and this direction, and it's powerful stuff. Um, and it's not only the scenes in the house, but beyond that, um, just as the story continues, it's another situation where I don't know where it's heading. Like I'm dreading where it goes, of course. And then when it shows you certain things, you're just in awe of a lot. I, uh, the horror. Good job, Jonathan Glazer. You bum me out. Number one, Killers of the Flower Moon. The best adapted screenplay in my book. Uh, it's a book I have on my shelf that I have not read yet. I've read some of it. The the, the Killers of the Flower Moon book. Um, just from reading some of it and also hearing about the adaptation process... Scorsese was smart in changing the focus from what could have been an F- FBI procedural to a more human story uh, uh, following uh, um, the uh, the uh, indigenous people, uh, um, uh, Lily Gladstone's character, more focus on them rather than the FBI. I think it's it was a brilliant move. And yeah, it's still insane to me that this was not uh, given a, Oscar nomination for the screenplay. It's insane. That's the number one of the year. And now I'm done talking for a bit. Siobhan, it's your turn. Okay. Um, My honorable mentions, St. Omer. Um, I like how non-judgmental the script is. Um, It's very matter of fact. Um, I I, I went more at length on that on our Best Supporting Actress episode uh, where I talked, where I raved about Kuslaji, her performance um and then uh saw x which i just moved off the list um wow just in the middle of the original talk the original set screenplay talk um look i love it um it's corny and cheesy and gets at some like real corny and cheesy in the great ways that saw movies are but then also gets at some like real hard-hitting emotion uh that uh i think no other Saw movie has, uh, has uh, really done, especially since uh, 6. Um, but I'm okay leaving it off. Uh, my number 5. You didn't have the guts to do it. I do. Sorry. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, I'm the coward here. Yeah. Sorry, Marcel. But uh, it's just... Uh, I like the direction they took to take Mike here for his Last Dance. Like, I, like I'm thinking of like final film in a trilogy. Uh, I don't think this is the story I write, and I appreciated that a lot. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but like, it's just like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I kind of know. Uh, I mean, uh, number four, the killer. I loved all of his monologuing in his head. Just uh, this, this character, he like is so confident and full of himself and sure of himself. And then he fucks up and having to end the way the movie follows his own head narration as he tries to deal with that fuck up is just uh great. The first, whatever fit 10, 15 minutes of him just setting up that sniper kill. Uh, and we're just in his head hearing his thoughts and he is so confident. And then he misses the shot 
and then it's just like, oh fuck, everything's everything's fucked now. Like that's it's it's brilliant. Uh, number three, Knock at the Cabin, uh, terrifying movie, scary movie. Um, uh, when the people show up and they have to explain themselves as to what they're doing there, uh, <clears throat> um, I think it's uh, incredibly well written. Um, uh, I'm finding it hard to talk about these. Uh, number two, <laughs> movie's hard. Leave it's hard. I don't know. Leave the world behind. Um, uh, apocalypse drama on Netflix. Um, That's based on something. I, I remember. I, I looked it up. I, I I made sure to look that one up. I'm just curious. Um, I had I had, I thought it was original idea. Uh, it, 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 it being an apocalypse, apocalypse drama of a unique kind of where like cyber terrorism takes over. Um, it, it leaves you in the dark and at, and the characters like ask all the questions and the movie asks all the questions that you would ask if you were in this situation and it's smart enough to only answer the right ones and then to leave the other ones ambiguous. Uh, I think there is some really, really fantastic, um, drama between, uh, Julia Roberts's character and Mahershala Ali's character. There is definitely some racial tension between the two. Um, that is surprisingly well done. And the final one that I'm thinking of, of course, is killers of the flower moon. Uh, snubbed from the Oscars, but not snubbed from either of our lists. Top Mm-mm. of both of us. Top of both of they, uh, It topped us both. This, this, this movie topped both of us. Yes. And uh, for good reason. By the way, congrats to uh, uh, Killers of the Flyer Moon uh, uh, topping us in our list, uh, but also congrats to Paul Thomas Anderson for ghost writing Killers of the Flyer Moon. Um. Uh, did you hear about this? Have you seen this, Siobhan? Oh, yes. Yes. PTA. <laughs> PTA. Uh, good job. Good job writing this film. <laughs> By the way, I, I bring that up because it's insane. Uh, that <laughs> I, I think it was the day of the nominations. Uh, uh, good old tweeter Charles Bromesco at Into the Crevice. Uh, he just plainly said to somebody, uh, who said, oh, Killers of the Flying Moon missed screenplay. Goddamn. He responds, the writer hasn't been on the circuit. I heard pretty much the entire thing was written by dot, 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 PTA. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he just dropped that, dropped that say. bomb. And then later he responds to his own tweet saying, good people of the internet. This is just something I heard at a bar a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop asking me if it's true. I have no earthly idea. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, Killers of the Fly Moon, fantastic. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, uh, Killers or the list, Siobhan, as we as we move on to the next segment? I think that's all. Do you think, Siobhan, this year was a golden year for screenplays? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, next segment. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I, yeah, I, I, I'm happy we shared our opinions. Uh, there are no other opinions really to get to. Uh, that was we talked about screenplays. We don't need to talk anymore about the screenplays uh, of 2023. We can move on to the next segment. Or Marcelo, right? what? 
That's where you're wrong. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, like uh, sorry. Like uh, Gilly like would Gilly. say. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, Marcelo, no. Actually, we do have to talk about not not ours. We just talked about ours. Uh, but I'm there saying, are people out there. Yeah, there, there's no other reason to talk about screenplays of 2023, no. right? There's people out there what? who uh, we ask the question of what their favorite screenplays are. Right? And I want to know what the, I want to get their answers on the record recorded on forever. Yeah. Like like uh, that satellite that went to space that had the uh, all the of human record on it. Yeah, yeah, the golden record. Yeah, this is the golden record of uh, Talk Film Society. Exactly. But before we do Talk Film Society, I'm actually going to flip the script. Whoa! I'm going to go to the Hollywood Handbook Discord first. Oh my God! What? This is unprecedented. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. But I'm on the I'm floor. Just, I'm just going to do it. Your jaw's on the floor. No, I'm on the um, floor. <laughs> You're on the floor trying to pick your jaw up. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to start off. Uh, so I asked everybody their favorite uh, adapted and or original screenplays. Or adapted screenplays and or original screenplays, their favorites. I, I didn't want to make everybody do ten things because that's a little bit much. But um, uh, my first response here, uh, Lexi Zananetti, the, uh, busty bimbo from Brighton, as she called herself. Okay. Uh, she says Asteroid City is her winner for best original and that Anatomy of a Fall gets a mention. So. Nice. And then we have one, we have one more. Whoa. We have one more. Stukeman. Stuke. Stuke man. Uh, Stuke man comes in here with a skeleton avatar. So scary. He says, best screenplay. Past lives is his winner. Love it. May, December. The holdovers. That's one you didn't say, did you? Or did you put it in your honorable mentions? I did not mention the holdovers at all. Might have been an oversight for me. Uh, if I were to put it anywhere it'd be in the original screenplay honorable mentions great yeah uh asteroid city uh here's an interesting one dream scenario oh uh yeah i I saw that uh uh, it's about three quarters a good movie yeah in my opinion and his honorable mention is bottoms oh you know i i that i I had a flash in my mind to, to put that uh, somewhere, but I did not. So he went into the speed force for just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best adapted screenplay. Stukeman says how to blow up a pipeline. That's his winner. Nice. Appreciate that one. I, I, I did wrestle with putting that one in there and I, I ended up against it. Um, poor things. Uh, Blackberry. Yeah. Killers of the flower moon. Society of the snow. Yes. That's what you got, yes? Well, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> and honorary mentions, he says, The Killer and Oppenheimer. So. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. For you, Siobhan. What's up? Uh, we've talked about Society of the Snow before. Do you ha- personally have any interest in seeing that? It's on Netflix right now. Not really. Um, I would. I just don't. Interest? No. Mm-mm. Why? I'm just curious. It's it's sure. nominated right for a few awards, so 
uh, uh, wait, is it? Did they get any Oscar nominations? I just don't. I don't, know, I don't need to see some fucking cannibal Dahmer family shit. Yeah, best know. international feature film, best makeup and hairstyle. Uh, it's what? No, come on. Uh, uh, I, I don't know why I'm trying to sell you on a movie. I probably won't see either. Um, <laughs> but it's, hey, Marcelo, if you come over to Netflix and you watch Leave the World Behind, I'll watch Society of the Snow. <sighs> or hey, if you you don't even have to do Netflix. Uh, how about this? I'm gonna go look at JustWatch.com right now. Okay, I'm gonna search a movie. All right, so th- 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 this is the trade-off. So Siobhan will watch Society of available. the Snow if I watch the movie she's about to tell me. Sanctuary is available on Hulu. Oh yeah, that's available Sanctuary. on Hulu. I knew that. You could have asked me that. Uh, well, you've been, wa- you you've been telling me on Hulu. I'll watch Society of the Snow on Netflix. You've been telling me to watch Sanctuary for now i think six months so yeah maybe i should watch sanctuary now huh <laughs> huh <laughs> all right is that it yeah uh, i think that's it for the hollywood handbook discord now we've got the talk film society discord how does one get to that if one yeah, wanted to of course uh, if you want to join the Talk Film Society Discord, you can come to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord, talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. We've got a lot of people in there talking film, fun. We can get in on this if you want. Um, so I asked everybody there, same question, adapted or original. Mike Schindler comes in first, coming in hot, with air for original and adapted Across the Spider-Verse, I believe he means Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Right, right. So, uh, good for him. Congrats to Mike. That, that one's a confusing choice. Okay. What? What's what's confusing choice? Uh, just the Spider-Man. I don't know. It just seems weird for, for Mike. For Mike, that seems weird. Yeah. I know Mike's an offbeat kind of guy in general but okay. his choices, but that one just seems extra weird. You know, but, okay, you might say that. But I think having Air uh, as his favorite original screenplay, that's him to a T. Like that's that, him to a T, and I didn't question it. Right. Spider Man's weird. I, I, I'm going to call this uh, two good answers for Mike Schindler. I'm going to officially say that. Hey, Mike, love you. <laughs> Can't wait to hear you and Marcelo talk about uh, Steven Soderbergh. What's it called? Steven Sol- Soderbergh, twenty eight, twenty eight. The new one, the oh, movie. Presence. Presence. Yeah. Not. I, I can't not, wait till you guys get to unwrap your presence. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, not <laughs> gifts, presence, but the act of being somewhere. <laughs> the presence of being somewhere. Presence. Uh, jo- uh, Joey, who you just heard on our last episode, Joey Hamilton. Uh, he talked about us uh, at great length about. Uh, uh, animated films uh, and here he comes in with an animated film to start adapted Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse Barbie American Fiction Killers of the Flower Moon Oppenheimer Honorable Mention Blackberry nice original May December yes The Iron Claw mm-hmm. Asteroid City oh yeah Here's another animated movie for you, The Boy and the Heron. Oh, boy. The Holdovers, which I need to see, but feels like it belongs here. Wait okay. a second. Hold on. Hold. Uh, Let's break. Hold on. Pumping the brakes okay, here. Okay, Joey. Joey, you're uh, a friend of the show. Yeah. Past guest. 
Yeah, probably gonna listen to this. You're gonna listen to this, and I'm I'm looking at you right now through these. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, think about this. We're recording this January thirtieth, twenty twenty four. Right? You're gonna listen to this. I'm assuming you'll wait a few days. Maybe you know the week of February. Maybe on Valentine's Day. Maybe Joey's <laughs> yeah. sitting down for Valentine's Day. Put on puts on his headphones. He goes. You know what? Time to listen to the latest episode of Talk from Society podcast. About an about you know an hour forty minutes in, you're listening to this now. Okay, it's like cutting through time and space. It's like interstellar. It's like this is the fifth dimension right here. All right, <laughs> Joey, stop it. Please <laughs> only give us movies you've seen. Do not try to cater to. I don't know what you try to cater to. Okay. You can just stop at four movies. You don't need to fill the five. I'm assuming that's why he did this because he wanted a what, top five. I don't, I don't know what in what world sexual assaulter Alexander Payne <laughs> okay. deserves to be nominated here. But by, by the I guess way, that's what Joey thinks. By the way, he did not write the script. I want to make that clear. Alexander. Oh, Payne did he did not? not <laughs> okay, no. never mind. I'm sorry, Joey. <laughs> uh, so, so Joey, you're on notice, okay? Again, I see May, December 1, Iron Claw 2, Asteroid City 3, so Boy he, Hero 4, Holdovers 5. Again, you don't need to fill 5. Just stop at 4. Actually, he could have filled 5 with his honorable mention. Wait, no. Never mind. Honorable mention <laughs> also needs to see, but I am optimistic. <laughs> Bottoms. So, okay, Joey, again. Okay, through, bud. Cutting through uh, time buddy, and space. Buddy. Cutting through time and space. You do not need to give us an honorable mention for a movie you have not seen. <laughs> you can stop it. Listen, I'm not as mad at you as Marcelo is, but I, uh, I, I am confused. That's I'll just I'll say that. I'll, I'll I'll quickly say the holdovers script was written by David Hemmingson. That's Hemingway's son, right? Yes. Moving on. Uh, okay, Noah Thompson. Um, best original screenplay: Wes Anderson, Asteroid City; David Hemmingson, The Holdovers; Sammy Birch, May December; Sean Durkin, The Iron Claw; Paul Schrader, Master Gardener. Wow! Hey Noah, you know what? Thumbs up. Uh, and I've read I've read ahead. You're about to get a big thumbs up. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, adapted screenplay. Sorry, Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. Michael Finch and Shay Hatton, John Wick Chapter 4. Brie LaRose and Vera Drew for The People's Joker. Woo! Noah, buddy, thank you so much. You, you saw that in Chicago, in her home city, her in attendance, and I'm glad that you got enough out of it to like it that much. Ari Aster, Bo yeah. is Afraid. Everybody should see the People's Joker yeah. coming out this uh, April. Marcelo and I were we are uh, second best friends with Vera Drew. Our first best friends are each other, um, and we, we just want to support her in any way we can. Uh, I agree with like half of that statement. By the way, I, I want to support her any way I can. I will see the movie. I'm excited, but I do not. I don't think she'd consider me a friend, just an acquaintance. We, I, she was on my show, our show, like three times. But you can say you're friends with Vera Drew. I only wish to be friends with Vera Drew. 
Well, I, I am legitimate friends with Fearager. Exactly. Right. That's what I the said. Real, the real Matt C. Well, I, I, I think it bears repeating. It's just a fun thing. <laughs> okay, fine. You're uh, friends uh, with Vera uh, Drew. The real Matt C. Original screenplay. The Holdovers. Asteroid City. John Wick Chapter 4. Wait, No pause. hard feelings. Oh, what's this? John Wick Chapter 4. Now... Uh, I'm not going to be as angry uh, with Matt as uh, as I was with Joey, but oh again, yeah, I think we, I see what you're about to say. We just read through. You just read through Noah Thompson's uh, adapted screenplay picks. John Wick Chapter Four was on adapted screenplay uh, on that list, and I also mentioned earlier sequels. Sequels are adapted, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a yellow flag for Matt. Careful, tread lightly. But John Wick Chapter 4 being original screenplay, I don't agree with it, but we can continue. He he also forgot a comma. Where? Between Wick and Chapter. A comma? Yeah. A colon. I mean, a colon, of yeah. course. Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But we're going to we're gonna soldier on. Let's just keep going. No hard feelings and uh, quiz lady? <laughs> Is that general confusing uh, confusion about quiz lady the movie what is quiz lady is it a uh, quiz show but with a lady <laughs> yeah they just Busty recast Broad. they just recast quiz show uh that ray <laughs> fines movie ray fines is in that right that's actually a big blind know. spot for me i've not i've never seen quiz show i've seen bits and pieces my mom loves the movie starring aquafina sandra O, oh, jason schwartzman tony hale will ferrell quiz lady was released on Hulu on November 3rd, 2023. It's Sounds a comedy. It's a comedy. Adapted screenplay. Matt Oppenheimer. Korean. Killers of the Flower Moon. Barbie. TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I believe he means Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. And A Haunting in Venice. A Haunting <laughs> in Venice. Uh, wait, say that one one more time. A Haunting in Venice. Thank you. One of that clean... Good picks. Uh, I Good I, picks, I enjoy yeah. the mutant mayhem you shout out. One of them up, but I mean, yeah, John Wick Chapter Four should have been in adapted, but again, yellow card. We'll forgive. I appreciate now. the yeah. I appreciate the the thought anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do I mean? Come on. Okay, first off, I'm gonna go back to Joey. Sorry, Joey. I may have overreacted. I appreciate uh, uh, you taking the time to give us your picks. You were a great guest last week. I and I say that to everybody, not the guest part, but. I appreciate the time everybody else has put in, you know, giving us your picks and us reading it. It's it's all special to me. So everybody else, everybody, everybody else except Joey. It's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody adding their picks here. You're doing great. All right, it's fine. No hard feelings. Uh, was was one of his picks? <laughs> uh, which was one of Matt's picks? Uh, Jay McMillan, my Russell buddy. Uh, my Russell Boy. Original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, Asteroid City, The Holdovers, Past Lives, You Hurt My Feelings. I, I think I've heard of that. Oh, that's the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it. Yeah. I, never I, saw that. I wanted I, to see it. I watched it. It's it's good. It's a a light uh, indie uh, comedy. Uh, uh, it's 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 uh, On Wikipedia, it's a comedy drama. That's what it's listed as. But it's more comedy than drama. The only real drama is like uh, the the main plot of the film is just a married couple has a disagreement, <laughs> and then comedy ensues. 
it's it's a very slight disagreement, but I, I think it's a it's a it's a fun funny movie. Uh, and then adapted screenplay, we've got All of Us Strangers, which I think is the first mention of that, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Barbie. Barbie. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer and Zone of Interest. I believe he means the Zone of Interest. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jay. Uh, friend of the site, Sam shot first. Uh, let me just do a little quick scan here. Uh, nope, no uh, pre-talk necessary. No warning wow. necessary here. Yeah, I but hold on. I, I will say, yeah, go on. I, I was going to say, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you surprised one film is missing from this list? I am very surprised, and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm extra surprised uh, later. Okay. Uh, okay, so then I'll um, let you re- read uh, a friend of the site's uh, Sam Van Heron's picks. Yeah. Uh, so, original screenplay, he has The Holdovers, Asteroid City, No Hard Feelings, and uh, that's the end. He says, I'm missing a bunch in this category. Joey, uh, it's possible. You can just say you're sorry, Joey. I, I, you do at least have to apologize. Exactly. But... Uh, <laughs> Joey, you're a nice guy. And we're completely fucking around. We're kidding. Uh, adapted screenplay: Oppenheimer, Spider-Man, ATSV. <laughs> uh, I believe that means Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Killers of the Flower Moon, Nimona, Barbie, Guardians Volume Three. I mean, he, I think he means Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, that's six. But fuck it. Here's seven. The Killer. All right. Now he went rogue, and you know what? I'm not mad at it because he only had three in original, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take some of those slots and put them into adapted. That is ingenuity. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, Siobhan, that I want to make perfectly clear. Every That's time the game, you, man, That's what I feel about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right now he's winning. All right. Now, right now he's leading the pack. Sam, congratulations. I will say this. I've said it before. I said it to Joey earlier. You can stop at four. You can stop at three. You can just say one, like Mike did. He just gave us one original, one adapted. Yeah. You can not say anything. You can say, yeah. I don't want to answer. That's fine, too. Uh, all right. So that's the end of that segment, uh, which leads us to our final segment of the show. It's the Gold Derby game. The Gold Derby game. So last week I said the Gold Derby game was dead um, because we had no use for it. Because uh, 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 we know the nominees, so I've opened up Best Adapted Screenplay, the Oscars. Uh, can you guess what the order is? The top five. You're going to have to give me the nominees, yes. or else no. Um, all right, so as I uh, give you the nominees right before that, I will say Gold Derby. That's you know that that's a site where uh, 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 you know people who uh, um, you know are like yahoos or experts, so-called experts. They go on there and they go, "This is what's going to win the Oscar. This is what's going to be nominated." Right now, we're looking at a list where they're like, "Okay, here's the top five of the five nominees, and number one being the most likely to win according to them." I, I just looked them up, so I'm, I'm just going to have the. In front of okay, me. I was looking that up, but thankfully you did that your own. So okay, so you have the nominees in front of you. Can you rank them? Start from number five. Start from number five. Yeah, start from number five. 
God, that's hard. Uh, I think number five is going to be Zone of Interest. All right. What, and why don't you rank them, and I'll let you know after you rank them if you're right or wrong. Uh, okay. Number I four. Think number, n- number four will be American Fiction. Number three would be Barbie. Number two, Poor Things. Number one, Oppenheimer. All right. Just to recap. Number one, I'll go reverse order now. Number one, Oppenheimer. Number two, Poor Things. Number three, Barbie. Number four, American Fiction. Number five, Zone of Interest. That is your ranking. Yeah. All right, let's go through Gold Derby. Number one is Oppenheimer. You are correct. You get one point. Uh, Number two, Barbie. Uh, That's an X right there. Number three, American Fiction. You got that wrong. Yeah. Number four, Poor Things. So that is wrong. One and five, right. Number five, Zone of Interest. So you get one point there. So two points. Uh, Yeah, again, uh, for Gold Derby, Oppenheimer uh, and Barbie are at one and two. Uh, I I could see why you put Barbie at three, but I I do think Barbie has a good chance of of, uh, being the the big contender against Oppenheimer. It's it's possible. It's possible. Uh, All right, so let's go to... If you have uh, this up, let's go to original screenplay. Yep. Yeah. I got him. Best original screenplay. Uh, go right. ahead and rank them from five to one, Siobhan. My number five, I'm saying May, December. Okay. My number four, ooh, 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 ooh. past lives. Okay. My number three, Maestro. Number two, Anatomy of a Fall. Number one, Holdovers. All right. Number one, Holdovers, is what you said. Number two, Anatomy. Number three, Maestro. Four, Past Lives. Five, May, December. Just to recap. You motherfucker. I thought you were going through them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just making sure those that, that was your order. Let's go number one first. Anatomy of a Fall, according wow. to Gold Derby. Yeah. Was, wow. Anatomy of a Fall. So that is a X. Number two, they have uh, Holdovers. Number three, they have Past Lives. Number four, they have Maestro. And number five, it's the one uh, uh, a point you have, May, December. Wait, how'd Terrible. that work? Yeah, I guess you got one point and you got all the, uh, you missed all the rest. So yeah, Anatomy of a Fall and Holdovers, I think, are the two uh, films in the running. For best original screenplay, I get. Uh, you know what? I think I think Fall will get it. I think Anatomy will get it because you got Justin Triette for best director, and she, you know, it didn't get international film. Yeah. Uh, for for stupid reasons, because the French. I wouldn't be surprised. The French picked another film for their submission, not Anatomy of Fall, which is a big mistake. So, Triette's gonna get something. I feel so. Original screenplay makes sense. Um, but yeah, that was a cool derby game. Congrats, Siobhan. You got thank you, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> you got three points. You got thirty <laughs> percent. Uh, I, I I was also gonna pull up. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, Siobhan. Uh, 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 the 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 Gold Derby website has not just the Oscars; they have other award shows. I was gonna pull up the Baftas and do the same thing. Please don't. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll quickly say uh, on the BAFTA side, they have Anatomy of a Fall at number one for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, for Best Adapted, the number one is Poor Things. That's what they say is going to win for Best Adapted at the BAFTA Awards. So congrats to everybody involved, including Siobhan. And now, speaking of the Oscars, which we just did a while ago, what do we think is going to win for Best Original and Best Adapted Screenplay? Now we have to decide. No more more joking around. What is it that's going to win? Siobhan, you go first. What's going to win Best Adapted? I think it'll be Oppenheimer, and I think... Uh, the other one's going to be Anatomy of a Fall. I'm, I'm with you. Got it. Uh, I was thinking holdovers until today. Uh, yeah, like I said, I do think Anatomy of a Fall uh, will get the best original. And uh, like I said earlier, maybe. Uh, and you just said it. Oppenheimer, best adapted. I think that makes sense. So I think we're on the same page. Oppenheimer and Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, I thought you'd say Barbie. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, I've been going for Barbie all this time. <laughs> Why did I sign Oppenheimer? Uh, maybe that was a Freudian slip. I, You know, in my heart of hearts, I want Barbie to win adapted. But uh, I, I, I guess at this time, I'll say Oppenheimer. Uh, but I'll see how the tide shifts. I'll see how things land. Uh, uh, uh you know, a week or two before the Oscars. I might change my answer. I guess my heart wants Barbie to win, but I guess if, I, if I'm being a realist, it's Oppenheimer. That's what I'm saying right now. But I do want Barbie to win. All right. That's the show. Siobhan, we did it. We had another episode. That's another one in the books. We can uh, finally head off to bed. Do you think we had a lot of fun? <laughs> yes. A lot of fun. Any last words, Siobhan, before we end? I love you all. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks, listeners, for listening. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I said this last episode, but uh, uh, check us out on YouTube. That's new. Go to talkfilmsociety.com slash YouTube. Uh, subscribe. Listen to those episodes uh, on there. It's uh, I know people like... Uh, 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 listening, watching things on YouTube. So I finally figured out how to do it uh, uh, to get the episodes out there on that platform. So there you go. Uh, then, uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, I, I haven't said this in a while. If you want to subscribe to just this feed, if you're listening to the main feed with all the other shows on the network, great. Keep doing that if you want. But if, if you just want these episodes in its own individual feed, just me and Siobhan talking Oscars uh, and the back catalog um, where we, uh, the summer series is on there from last year. Last year's Oscar series is on there and any future shows, uh, from talk film society, uh, where I'm mainly hosting, uh, that'd be on this feed, uh, talk film slash T F S pod P O D like the band pod P O D like the band. I was like about to say band. that. Uh, that's it. Siobhan, always a pleasure. Listeners, I'll see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye.